how do you see beauty? I have a very simple definition for beauty. I mean, the, the, the lowest you can get, no? you can have. And that is um, yourself, it's just about yourself. If you stand to yourself and you, I mean, you, you be yourself, then you're beautiful. Mm. It sounds very, very a little cheap, but it is, I think there's no other definition Except you can go into details again, no? but I mean, if you want to go as basic as possible, mm. as basic, then I think that's a pretty okay one. People always ask me today, they said, that's your ideal of beauty, has that changed um, since the eight, end of 80s, the 88, when we did the first picture with, the, with this later called supermodels um, in the white shirts, and it didn't, I have to say. I mean, it's really... I have that same idea and that same vision. The people look a little different, the women look different by themselves today, but I mean, not from my point of shooting them, mm. nothing has changed. Do you see your work as being political? Yes and no. I don't want to, I mean, blow myself up into a political photographer, but I mean, it was a political decision in 88, for example, uh, not to go with that image of the woman in the fashion, ma fashion magazines at this time. And, and that was kind of the idea to look somewhere else and what later become the supermodels. Mm. And the idea was that um, in the 80s and before, women, they lived more through their, um, the definition was more done by what she was wearing, where she was living. I remember when I did the, my first collection, American collection for American Vogue, I went, I just took everyone and said, oh no, we go downtown, Soho. <laughs> and people said, what? You can't go to Soho, Vogue is uptown, no? I remember I saw Mr. Lieberman call me in his office because he was frustrated because I always said no to American Vogue. And he said, what is happening? Well, Ellen, just tell me that you not want to work for us. You know who we are. And I said, yes, I know, yes, I know. But um, he said, what is the reason? And I said, I can't, I can't photograph this kind of woman. Mm. It's just impossible. I'm totally demotivated. I'm not inspired. Mm. And, and then he was like looking at me like, yes, yes, young man. And he said, um, why don't you go somewhere, wherever you want to go, and you take an editor, any editor you like from us, and then you come back with the woman you like and show it to us. No? Mm. And I did it. I went to Los Angeles with like uh, Christy, Tatiana, Linda already, and Karen Alexander and, and six girls. And I shot them in a quite different way, just in white shirts, because I, I didn't get it right. Because I was thinking they want me just to show them like a casting picture. Mm -hmm. and, and they were imagining a, a fashion story, just a little bit different hairstyle, I think. So not so much. Now, when I came back with the pictures, they looked at me, they looked at each other, and they said, um, what shall we do with this? And I said, I don't know, you asked me to bring pictures to you for the woman I like, that is the woman I like. And then he said, like, okay, thank you very much, and then, <laughs> see you next time in 100 years or something. And um, that was it. And then, a little later, Anna Winter came to Vogue, like not even six months later, and in the meantime, uh, the editor who was in charge then had to change his job. And, and Anna saw the pictures and said, you know, I would have given you the cover and 20 pages. Mm. 
So it was just six months too early. Mm. People always say that you don't like fashion when they write about you, but no, does no, that get tiring? Yeah, no, no, it's not, because they, they, they always say, well, you hate fashion, you don't like fashion. It's not true. I like fashion, but fashion is, has no role in my pictures. I mean, it has, because they're not nude, no? but not more than that. I'm happy when I have a fashion that doesn't disturb me in the story I want to tell, for example, if it's a narrative. No? And then sometimes you do couture, and then it's all about the fashion, no? but mm. in, the, in the real like normal life and the normal pictures I do, fashion is um, second. No? More so important is the story, and then the fashion goes with the story, I'm happy. Why place your pictures in a fashion magazine then? Well, they asked me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to get inspired from the fashion, because everybody else gets inspired from the fashion. And and then somebody done a khaki collection, or the, the five designers do a khaki collection. So they get like 100 phone calls from all the magazines. Oh, wow, we want to go to, to the Sahara, and we do like a great story there. So that is not, the, and, and, and then you, you get like beaten, every season you get like beaten around. Now it's this, now you do this, now you do this. And if you work on your own terms and on your own inspiration, then you, I live on a different planet, no? I see everything, but not so much either, but you're on your own, your own tempo, on your own subjects and your own things, and that is a very nice way to work, you know, you're always somewhere else. No? What makes a great fashion image? Is it the person, the narrative, yeah, the I think feel? You, you, define, you define a kind of woman in a certain time, and, and I think that is as important, or over, the, uh, over a period of time, it's more important than, than helping the industry to sell clothes, which is mm. absolutely a great cause. But I mean, if you're into photography, then that is not the first point. Do you think if you were starting out today, you would be successful as a photographer? Oh, that's a great question. Um, of course I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what today, the problem today is, um, you know, everybody talks a lot about, about uh, um, digital. The real danger of um, digital is that people shoot digital in the studios. I don't know if you have seen that, I don't know what Nick does, mm. but you have a screen in the studio, yeah. and that is going to take the balls away from the photographers in the next 10 years that you don't have anybody after who can even decide what to do, because everybody looks at the same time as, a, as that screen, and photography cannot be democratic. And you don't have accidents either, because you see something you don't like and you fix it immediately. I imagine with a lot of your favorite images or your shoots, often it was a mistake or the, the weather changed or the light changed or the girl moved in a different way and you don't realize that you've captured something until later. Yeah, because these are people who have, uh, they, they just stay there and want to say something and say, oh, that's beautiful. And that's just, I mean, it's not beautiful. And that is really mind blowing because it cannot be democratic. How that, could that be democratic? Everybody talks into something, and then I, I know that I'm not shooting something perfect in that moment, no? Mm -hmm. But for, for whatever the reason is, sometimes you continue and shoot on, on something which is really horrible, mm -hmm. because it's on the way to become something, and that needs time, that needs emotional approaching, 
everything like that. And then you have somebody in the back, hey, it's a lag in the back, it's not really nice. That doesn't work, no? That doesn't work. That kills everything, no? You got into photography because you were taking pictures of your, your brother's kids. But I guess it's like you're always trying to replicate that energy that a child has where they're very unaware and it's very pure and they're not aware of the camera, you know, they're just being. That's so amazing how they, how they, they in front of the camera because they have no consciousness at all mm. about themselves then. And that is beautiful and that is still, I have to say, that's like 50 years ago, uh, that is still kind of a, a measure, a measurement for me. For myself, when I work with somebody, you in a way you disappear and the camera disappears and then there is open, a kind of a space opens up. There's a room who, who, who installs themselves and then in that room, that person you photograph steps in and gives you something and then however you react, then you react to that and then think of you more and more and, and it's like a, like it's like a conversation or something. Do you see your photographs as collaborations then? Because if it's so much a conversation between you and the subject. Oh yeah, yeah. I would, the last thing I would think is that I go there somewhere, go up with a big Peter Limburg and shoot someone and that's him. Mm. No, that is not like that. And that is what most of people probably think. Um, when you get out of your fancy Porsche, you walk in the studio, you feel like God, and then you, you shoot someone and you feel like mm, you did it again. Mm. Uh, no, it's very, very different. No? It really, it's a really, it's not even a collaboration, it's kind of like two, two gas going to come together, really. It's very in, immaterial, it's not really materialistic, it's very kind of immaterial. Like when I interview people, I always think it's a good interview if I manage to get a real sense of the person, you know, something new. And is that how you approach photography? Yeah, because there's, there's one thing, you, you, people tend to think that this picture is exactly him or her. But that's ridiculous because a person is so complex no? and so deep and so many angles and, and things nobody can do one picture and show what that person is. That would be terrible, no? And, and so you just shoot, that is what I wanted to say before with that space. You shoot that moment mm. who appears in that space. That's what you shoot. The next day, at the same time, the same weather, the same everything, you shoot that same person and it's a different person, no? You very nearly didn't become a photographer though. You were almost a painter, an artist. Was it a formative time working in that medium? The best time in everybody's life, I think, possible is art school, no? Because you have a place to go, you can do what you want, and you're not responsible for anything. Uh, that's fabulous, a pretty good point. And would you say that there are photographers who have influenced you? All history, from Kertesz to Penn and to every, I mean, Dynabus is always a very good, uh, um, uh, measurement for things, no? Mm. The truthfulness of Dan Abus and all the American farm um, administration photographers, no? Who went through America during the Depression. I mean, all that, all this truthfulness, no? Mm. Is, I mean, striking. And you can, of course, you get, in, in, I mean, influenced. Does it bother you when people copy your work? I'm fine. <laughs> 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 makes me feel, it makes me feel influential. I'm really, really happy about it. <laughs> and talk to me a little bit. I want to talk about the, the Vogue cover you did with Anna Winter, her first cover, because that was a turning point, not just for you, but for fashion photography, for American Vogue. And you, it was kind of Avedon's 
dominant yeah, after 15 title. years of Avner, that was yeah. very embarrassing. No, that was embarrassing for me. And um, there's a story. I no, I should not tell the story. But I mean, that was funny because nobody talked cover so much. Anna said, "You know, we, we're going to take a cover from the story." And we were shooting on Plaza Concorde with Nikon, no tripod, no, I mean, little camera. And, and it was very fresh and easy. And I was thinking there was a, a top, see, Lacroix, I re remember the fashion, with like a big cross mm. with stones, very sophisticated, it was haute couture, no? and a little bit of stomach. And then I said, leave your pants on, leave your pants on. We cropped it anyway because the magazine is shorter than the formula of the negative. No? And at the end, what happened was I had to leave space so when they crop, mm. it's still like here, not here. No? And, um, and Anna was brave enough to put that on the cover because she loved the idea with the jeans. And today, like, like 25 years later, or some 30 years later, it's a big thing. The first jeans on the cover of Vogue, I mean, yeah, everything right. that you should not do for cover, what it was before, she just cut off. She really wanted to make a point, no? and she did. Mm -hmm. and, and that was shocking. No? That cover was shocking. Mm. And that shows the courage she had. That was amazing to do that. A lot of the stuff that's written about you talks about how you sort of um, questioned and challenged the established version of beauty that the fashion industry put forward. Is it important to you to question the way that fashion depicts women? Absolutely. I think yes, you have a responsibility. You know? A photographer normally, I mean, should, if he thinks a little bit, he should have a responsibility for what he's doing. You know? mm -hmm. His stuff get like glued on all the walls and the billboards and wherever, the magazines, so he should know what, what he's doing. You know? mm -hmm. And when, we say, when you say beautiful or beauty is the courage to be yourself, mm. that's a very clear statement. Beauty should really have a relation to, that um, should be related to something real. No? When you make like um, a crazy story um, with like green lips and everything, that's fine too. No? Mm. And it's beautiful and funny, but if you talk about beauty, it's normally from, for me, it's, there's only one way, no? and that is the minimum and the courage to be yourself is not much, no? Mm. But do you think that pictures can open people's minds? Do you think that they can have a effect in questioning how people think? And, you know, like, like when you did the Tiffany's shot of the same-sex couple or, you know, those pictures that you've done that have been sort of moments, do you believe that they can play a role in questioning people's opinions and their prejudices? No. It's optimistic. Is it hard? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why take those pictures then? Well, it's not to change the world. I mean, it's because you, you express something you feel to express, no? So do you take pictures for yourself, mainly? I don't do pictures for myself, because every picture is for myself, no? The commercial work is still work. And in 100 years, nobody asked they were commercial or not commercial. Mm. So, and, and if, you, if you don't go, go out of the way from this fight, not to fight the thing that every picture you do is your picture, no? Mm. And um, that is very difficult if you separate yourself in this is what I do for money and mm. this is what I do for, because I'm a genius. Mm. So I think it's much better and that was a really decision I made a long time ago 
Now it's the same thing as one mm. thing, no? Sure, it's sometimes and you're advertising and it's not really going very far, mm. but you can always change something. You always learn something. And if it's to defend yourself and nobody sees a difference and it's still like a dreadful picture, but you have pushed it a little bit, no? And then you have learned to, to do that, no? And if you mm. do the separation, then the half of your life or three quarters you work without thinking, without taking a position, mm. without anything like that, no? You said dreadful picture. Have there been photographs of yours that have been published that you think are dreadful? Me? No, never. <laughs> Do I mind my nose getting a bit long? Wait a second, push it back. <laughs> but really, if you like the picture, does it matter to you if anyone else does? Oh, that's a good point. Um, no. No, not at all. I don't listen if you say it's wonderful, how great, it's so fantastic. I don't listen to that one. And if you say, what is that horrible picture? I don't listen either, but I knew it either anyway. Or you can, you can say what you want, it wouldn't interest me, not mm. very much. What makes you happy? What is that thing? What makes you? me happy? Easy, I'm easy. Doesn't it much. The biggest car, the nicest penthouse and... Uh, <laughs> 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 and the house and the Colosseum, of course, <laughs> and one in the mountain in Gestadt. Yeah, and sometimes, I mean, private jet, but that's too much work. So then I'm fine, you know, <laughs> easy. <laughs> if you were writing like a review of your photography, a review of your, your life in photography, what would you want your contribution to be defined as? You know, there are photographers that could be really good, but they have never invented something. And then there are others so they have invented on, on their way. You can say, oh, wow, he did this, and then he did this, and then he did, did this. So if somebody says that about me, once I'm dead, I'm sick. I'm, I mean, I think I don't care anymore then. But if I would, then I would be happy if somebody says, oh, he changed that. Nobody thought about this kind of photography like that, and the woman like that, and that would be fine. And you feel like you have changed things? I think so. I mean, I hope so. That's very difficult, the question like this, because of course I think I've done it, because otherwise I would try, still try to do it, but I'm trying to. Because now, for example, people say to me, God, you're 72 years old, that's terrible, you, you, you're still working? Why is that? And I said, that's why, because now, after all these years, now I know exactly how to handle the whole machine, you know? and, and including me, you know? I know what I feel, what I want to do, what I want to convey, and I, f and I know what you're going to think. How will you know when to stop? Uh, probably like Avedon. He was working on, on the second Avedon in the West story um, when he died. <laughs>